Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions, an opportunity for you to get a seat at the table. We have a breakfast table full of champions this morning, starting with Darian Sanders, who of course blesses us with his amazing voice. We also have Alexander Gonzalez and Kristen Kingsbury, who is teaching us how to multiply money. So let's pull up a seat and let's join in on Breakfast with Champions. faith and saying, hey, this is what I feel called to do. This is what I'm going to do. But then yet you second guess yourself and you question everything or uh, almost playing the victim card in what you are doing and stepping forward into that. That's not really uh, showing no confidence in what you feel called to do. And therefore, people aren't going to have faith in what you're doing and stepping out into. For instance, I say, hey, this is what I'm going to do. You know, I, I made it a point to say, you know, this is what I'm going to do for and with my music. You know, I said that I was going to record an EP and release it in the process. We have a date set in stone, August 23rd. We're going in the recording studios and recording. But also with that, people heard, people saw, people know, so that when we were in New York, Glenn was like, hey, you're doing the album, right? How can we help you? And I was like, getting started, jumping out. Literally. In 90 seconds, and I'm not even lying, 90 seconds, people donated 10 grand to the project to get it off the ground and running. What did that come from? That came from the fact of the matter that I have been consistent in what I've done. I've been a man of my word and saying, hey, this is what I'm going to do and this is what I'm going to be about. And people have seen that and been about it. Not saying it to brag, saying it to say, like, the proof is in the pudding in that, in that world and in that in that game, shifting the atmosphere with what I said I was gonna do with my music and I'm doing that. Two, uh, second point, uh, you being consistent changes atmospheres, both good and bad. Uh, so we walk through that and your consistency and how that plays a part. And then number three is my uh, bread and butter of what I love uh, and kind of the basis of what I do and who I am when I go into a room or when I have conversations with people, uh, be a thermostat, not a thermometer. And what I say when I, what I mean when I say that is as you go into rooms, as you go into businesses, as you go into things and as you go through life, if you are constantly walking into, into worlds and into places and being molded and shifted by the culture and where you are, um, the world's not getting the true you. And so for me, I walk into a room, I walk into a situation, I walk into a scenario, and I want to make sure that I'm helping gauge where we are and then shifting the culture. And you shift the culture by being that thermostat, changing where we are, changing what's going on. If you notice some tensions in the room, lighten the load. Be that person that, as uh, Danielle Delgado would say, be that person that's going to solve a problem, solve that issue. Um, also in the same aspect, uh, make sure you have value and something to bring to the table. Um, and if you're going to speak, speak boldly, speak confidently, uh, and speak on what you know. I love what Sarah was talking about earlier. Um, just in the sense of people opening their mouths and saying things that they're not and what's going on. Uh, Miss Kimberly, are you available to take this for a second? My wife is calling me and I need to answer this. 
I am Mr. Darian, and thank you so much for your wonderful song. You know, when uh, Darian and I were talking about different topics, Darian inspires so many things in me and in all of us. But uh, without question, Darian is one of the people in our Breakfast with Champions family that embodies stepping into uh, your belief of your dreams, um, your faith, and acting on that faith. So um, for those of you who were in New York and saw that moment that Darian is speaking about, it was um, exciting for all of us to be part of his dream, to be part of being able to pour into him and be a small part of his story that is lifting us all and showing us the, the way to not only shift the atmosphere in the room, but shift the trajectory of your world and others. So I think that that is really a key part of what Breakfast with Champions is all about. So I just want to thank you, Darian, for that. And um, I'd love to open this up to others uh, to share with Darian and I. Um, uh, is there someone who would like to share a quick story about the power of believing in your own life, a moment where you stepped out in your dreams um, that proved to be a, a life-changing moment for you. Does someone have a brief story that you could share to edify us? Jeff, the entrepreneur, you flashed first. Go, buddy. Yeah, really quick. Just, um, I believe I could play quarterback starting. Uh, quarterback, never played in high school, was homeschooled. Um, and really just didn't give up and do it. And it wasn't, I had to switch teams. And I remember being, you know, laughed at, mocked at, called Tebow, which became my inner strength name once he was started winning. But um, but it was funny because then the belief of the name Tebow uh, when when he was winning then had me more do self-belief because of the association. And uh, it helped. I wound up transferring a team and wound up starting playing quarterback. So that gave me the confidence. Les Brown says it. If you have enough uh, confidence, even pursuit of your dream, right? Didn't go and play in the NFL, but played at a semi-pro quarterback level. If you can do that, right? then you can go do anything. And that gave me confidence to really just go after anything in every day. So good reminder. That's wonderful. And uh, uh, Ify, is that the way you say your name? Always inspiring. Um, uh, Sarah mentioned that you had flash. Would you like to make a share? Oh, I think she just jumped off stage. I'm so sorry, Kimberly, that's on me. Oh, I didn't see her. Um, uh, and I apologize for missing that flash. Is there someone else who would like to share a special moment in your life where the power of believing and stepping out on that made all the difference for you? Hey, I love the tapping. Great. Go ahead, Alpha. Six. I think that was Keontae. Oh, Keontae. I'm sorry. Keontae and then Marquise. Thank you. Are you back, Darian? Let's keep going. Okay, great. Thanks. Keontae, you go first. Okay, perfect. Um, I'm Keontae, Captain Young Money. I'm from New York City. And in my life, on so many occasions, I have dared to believe that I could achieve something beyond what other people thought <laughs> that I could do. Um, the first thing that <clears throat> excuse me, comes to mind is when I wanted to start my own teen magazine, I was 21. I had already worked with Coca-Cola and developing their own, their magazine. And I recognized that there was a potential because Coca-Cola shut down their publication. So 
I went out and I went to my friends, companies that I had relationships with, and I went out and I got sponsorship. And I started my magazine. I put out a bunch of issues. And then I developed the brand, The Sneaker Man, from there. But the point is, is that, you know, when you when you have an idea for something like a publication or a book or a restaurant or any type of business, it all starts with an idea. It all starts with you and with what you envision in your mind, what you see. And for me, I've always been a type of person that when I see something, I, I write it down. And when I write it down, I start to develop it. Once I start to develop it, I got to put it in action. So take the steps necessary so that you can achieve your goal. I wanted to start my own magazine, so I went and got a job at a newspaper where I learned the entire publishing process. I also took a class at City College. I took a publishing class at City College. I didn't even do a, a whole, I just took the class one semester just to learn one thing. You know what I mean? So um, anything is possible when you see it. You just got to make sure you create a strong map, a strong plan, a blueprint on how you want to make it happen. And then once you have that blueprint, print, you have that blueprint reviewed by people who are way smarter than you. And then you get it popping with the magazine. I went to I contacted this brother that I knew who worked at Black Enterprise and he took an hour. From his, he took his lunch break one day and laid my whole magazine out for me. Um, when it came to editing, I reached out to some editors that I knew so that they could review it for me. Like have people who are smarter than you, who are willing to support you, become a part of your project. This is Cayente, Captain Young Money, and I'm landing my plane. Thank you so much. Come on, Cayente. Love it. Appreciate it, sir. We're going to go to uh, Marquise and then Tosh. I see you flashing your mic. Thanks so much, Darian. I'm thinking about earlier when Laura was talking about flow and imagining. One of the things my father taught me growing up was to dream build, to see myself in situations, although I wasn't there. So when we were talking about that segment of when we see other people succeeding, oh man, believe me, I look forward to my friends succeeding because that's my fuel to remind me I'm no different than them and mine is coming. So I'm always celebrating my friends. I'm always looking to find a reason to cheer someone else on just to remind me, as it was said on Saturday, God's no respect of persons, that it's also possible for me. Greg alluded to something that I used to do when I ran my 50 miler. Many people think, oh man, you're an ultra marathon. I'm like, yeah, but that was work. In high school and college, I ran track, but I ran nothing more than the 400. So I'd never ran more than three miles in my entire life until my mid thirties when I decided to run a marathon. Some of you heard in my interview last week when I talked about those injuries I had on my fifth and sixth marathon and then decided to run a 50. My key to running the 50 had nothing to do with I just wanted to run 50. It was pushing myself to know that I can do more than I thought I could and forcing my body to align. So you know how Greg talked about he ran two miles and ran a little further just to push himself because he had to get home? That was my secret on the Chicago lakefront. I would, I would always run an additional mile beyond plan just to break myself, just to stretch myself, just to know and say, you got this. I left my wallet at home. I left my transit card at home. So I had no way of getting back other than run, jog, walk, crawl, whatever it took. But in doing that, I become the man that I am and still becoming in this life that there's nothing that I can't do. And so I just wanted to shout back to you, Darian, 
if you believe, if you believe, just like Destry Yeager said, when the dream is big enough, the facts don't count. So if you believe, nothing can stop you. I'm Marquise. Thank you for the moment. Hey, Marquise, can I say something to that real quick? This is Glenn Lundy and my boy Cayente. It was great to hear your voice um, this morning. So I, I want to talk to you real quick, being a, being a runner, and I'm, I apologize, Darian. I'll hand it right back. Um, so I was a sprinter in high school. I was not a long-distance runner. I did not understand long distance. I thought it was stupid to run super, super far just to end up in the same place that you started, right? <laughs> At least in the 100-meter dash, we had a start line and a finish line. 200-meter, we had a start line and a finish line. The 400, I kind of thought that was about as – I ran it, but that was about as stupid as it got. I didn't make it, it didn't make sense to me running further than that end up at the same place. But I noticed something these last couple runs that I've had, like – there's this stride all of a sudden and it every like when I hit that stride I feel like I'm running that 100 meter dash again or that 200 you know what I'm saying like it takes me back to yes. my back day do you experience that yes too? yes they call it the runner's high and it was so crazy at one point it took me about five miles before I felt it so I would literally push myself to get to that point because once I hit the stride it's like game on I finally arrived yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about, Glenn. That's incredible, man. I, I Yeah, I hit it on the third mile today. In that third mile, I was like, wait a minute. I know how to do this. I know how to run. Like, this feels great. <laughs> so I just wanted to share Congrats, it. congrats. Hey, thanks, man. Thanks. Sorry, Darian. Just had to ask about that. No, you're good. Sorry, guys. I had to pop in and out. Um, my dog is sick, and my wife called me, and I'm heading home to take it to the vet. So... Uh, that's what I was dealing with. But sorry, uh, Marquise, I missed the last part of your share, but Glenn jumped in on that, so that's good. Uh, Miss Tosh, did you speak on yes. that? Let's hear it. Yes, you. please, Darian. Thank you so much. And Glenn, that was amazing. Congratulations. Thank you for the opportunity. I wanted to quickly touch on the um, uh, the this morning segment that I briefly missed about uh, celebrating when uh, somebody else wins which is absolutely amazing because I was doing the devotional. I don't know for people who do the uh, version devotional, today's devotional was actually Ephesians 5, 1 to 14. And a test of love was the actual devotional content. And they gave 10 different uh, points um, that, you know, ask God how you're doing when it comes to love. So are you a great listener? Yeah, I said, tick. Do you, deserve, do you serve people? Tick. Are you a big hearted forgiver? Yeah. Do you pray frequently and fervently for people? brilliant do you accept people who are different brilliant then do you verbalize your love you say i love you or do you write the words i love you to people and then the seventh was do you touch people to express love you know on their shoulder and stuff like that like jesus touched the leper or are you an encourager and then that was eight and then nine was do you consistently speak well of people and then 10 which really amazed me he said do you weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice um and then he kept on saying that um both are crucial, but the latter rejoicing with somebody is much rarer. When someone has a broken heart, just show up and care. When someone has lots of success, then dance with them. Apparently, it's really difficult for people to do that. I, yeah, it just made me really think and um, rush, just think about life and uh, just to, you know, as Christians, we do get all these um, uh, challenges where somebody is weeping, you weep with them, and do you rejoice? And so I just wanted to quickly touch on that. But yeah, back to your. Point, Darian, sorry. I really wanted to share amazing, amazing news today. 
I know some people would know in this in this um, uh, in the Breakfast with Champion. I know it's uh, Renee would know about this uh, a bit of Dr. Rowe. I think Alexander, NTM, and you guys and Ella, beautiful on the stage. You know, I've I had the the vision which I shared at the beginning of uh, when I joined this app that God showed me in 2018 to help eradicate poverty in Africa. And we had a date set up and all that, all that stuff with a, a lovely lady called Alicia Little. And now the date has been set up and we're starting on Wednesday. So Wednesday, people in my country, in Tanzania, will be trained digital skills. This is all free, it normally costs, but people raised money. And now we've got about 30 something people who are going to be trained on Wednesday. And um, I'm happy to announce that Renee is going to help me set up the room. And uh, we, I'm just honestly, if I keep going, I'll just bubble. And I'm so happy that God has awesome. made this Wonderful. Oh, Tosh, we see you, girl. Can I jump in real quick, Darian? Tosh, thank you so much. I'm so excited for you. And I also, I, I've had the privilege of working in Kenya, Tanzania, and Uganda, and other countries in, in Africa with uh, women and youth empowerment. So I'm excited for you, and I want to pledge my support. So I wanted to say that to you. And thank you for sharing your great news with us. Definitely the power of believing. And I want to connect it quickly to something because Tony's segment this morning was about planting and harvesting and farming in the seed. I believe that what we're also witnessing is not only the power of believing, but the power of seeding and uh, reaping what you sow, and you have to sow first. Darian is an example of that. He has seeded his dreams. Um, he has poured into other people, poured into us, poured into his own dreams and faith, and we're watching the harvest of his life, just like we are, Tosh, with you and others. So it's important to connect all these dots together because the things that we're talking about in here, they all take us on the same journey toward the light, toward the destiny we all came to do. I love it. Awesome. Hey, I... so, uh, who's jumping in? Is that Lewis? Lewis, can I hop in there? Awesome. Let's have Lewis and then yeah. uh, I'm going to wrap it up and then I'm going to pass it to Alexander. Okay. Hey, real quick, um, uh, milestone in my life was uh, when I was in my sophomore year <clears throat> in college, I went to the uh, placement center with a two-page resume. And the uh, career counselor took it, ripped it up, and threw it in the trash. And she said, don't ever come back in here with a two-page resume again. And next year, I came back, uh, had a one-page resume. I started spending a lot of time with her. And I started interviewing. And interview after interview after interview, I was getting rejected, rejection letters. So finally, I just got fed up. And um, uh, there was an alumni down here. His name is Virgil Scott. He's since passed. He ended up being my mentor. And he told me, he said, hey, look, you know, I need you to sit on your hands because you move your hands too much. I need you to talk to yourself in the mirror. I need you to look at how the president's dress, you know, and I need you to use his gestures. I started listening to some self-help tapes and I started spending every day at the career placement center with that career counselor who uh, tore up my resume. <laughs> um, end result was I ended up coming out of, uh, before I graduated, I had seven job offers as a result of uh, the mentorship I got from my career counselor and Virgil Scott, who since passed. Um, and I started working for the Pillsbury company uh, a month out of school. 
So that was, uh, you know, a turning point in my life when I, you know, my confidence was low, but see people, these two people poured into me and I had seven job offers before I graduated. Thank you, Lewis. Jack came forward as increased its sales by over 136%. My name is Travis Flaherty. We have seen over 55% increase in sales. Jeremy Downing here. We finished our month off at not even a 20% increase, but a 30% increase. Hey guys, Jean Paul Guidry here. Now I've experienced massive increases of 156%, collectively 125%. My name is Kevin Strasnatter. We went an increase of 50%. 50%, we went from 50 units to 75 units. We had a 39% growth in volume. This stuff works! I'm Glenn Lundy, creator of the 800% Club. The results that we've been getting out of the 800% Club are ridiculous. Everything that you just heard all happened in the first 90 days. So I wanna open this up, helping more dealers across the country. We're now enrolling for 800% Club members. So look, the time is now. It's time for you to protect your legacy. Head on over to 800EliteAutomotiveClub.com to learn more. Come on, Lewis, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Well, in alignment and with heart with um, the power of believing and shifting cultures and atmosphere and moving forward as well. Um, I got one more song uh, that I'm going to do, but I, but it, it comes with a uh, be on the lookout because there's some announcements coming today, probably around 2.30. And in the heartbeat of announcements coming, we'll say uh, be on the lookout for, for Disney announcements. So I figured I'd do a Disney song. Uh, Miss Joy... She loves this one. So this one, this one's for you, Miss Joy. Getting out, getting ready for the the new week. So a whole new week in a whole new world. How about that one? Love it. I can show you the world. Shining, shimmering, splendid. Tell me, princess, now when did you last let your heart? decide I can open your eyes take you wander by wander over sideways and under on a magic carpet ride a whole new world a new fantastic point of view no one to tell us no or where to go or say we're only dreaming a whole new world a dazzling place i never knew but when i'm way up here it's crystal clear that now I'm in a whole new world with now I'm in a whole new world with you unbelievable sights indescribable feeling soaring tumbling freewheeling through an endless diamond sky a whole new world, a hundred thousand things to see, 
I'm like a shooting star. I've come so far. I can't go back to where I used to be. Every turn a surprise. Every moment a red letter. I'll chase them anywhere. It's time to spare. Let me share this whole new world with you. A whole new world. That's where we'll be. A thrilling chase. A wondrous place for you and me. Love y'all. Y'all have a great week. Thank you, Darian. Darian. Alexander, I'm passing the mic, good sir. Yes, you want to hear something funny, Darian? In middle school, in my school's play when we did Aladdin, I was actually Aladdin. <laughs> and so I had, yes, I had to boy. sing all these songs, for real. I used to, when I was younger, I had a good voice. Now I can't sing. Come on, okay. man, let's go. But um, yeah, I'm gonna start a little different than normal. I'm gonna start with a quick prayer because my body is, is, is going through it right now, y'all. I'm, I'm unfortunately contracted COVID. And this is, uh, wow, this is the craziest thing. So dear Lord, we come to you right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray healing. I pray for energy. I pray that you take over right now and that every moment be red letter because it's your words that are coming out of this segment at this moment, Lord. I pray for the strength to get through this. And more importantly, I pray that we open up the hearts for anyone who needs to hear what you have for them today. It is in your almighty name we pray. Amen. 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 All right, guys. Amen, Alexander. Alexander. Um, It's funny how just talking can even uh, wear your body out (laughs) during this. So I get very passionate when I talk. I don't know any other way. And so we're going to get through this together because I am so excited. You guys know that every single week at Mondays at 10 a.m., we do one thing. And that's we increase the vibration of love to increase the collective consciousness to make sure that all these champions that are here week in, week out, day in, day out, pouring into all of you, get their cups filled. Why? Because we should never fill our cup. Excuse me. We should never fill the cup of someone else from our cup, but rather from our saucer, our excess, that our cups runneth over so much that we have enough to give to others. And so every single week we honor a champion that dedicates their time on this program to make sure that you guys are fed and we make sure that their cups are overflowing so they continue to show up for us. And so this champion, I'm so excited to introduce Kristen Kingsbury, who I'll be interviewing, getting to know her a little bit more today. So get ready, y'all, because listen, this is one thing that I love. I love people who, are, who know their superpower. I always say that my superpower is helping people see their greatness and showing them how to step into it. Let's just read. Listen, if this is a superpower that I for sure I know that I want to be around anyone that has this superpower because Kristen's superpower is multiplying money, y'all. She's multiplying money. So, Kristen, how are you doing this morning? (laughs) Good morning. Good morning. I love your energy, and I can't believe the amount of energy that you have being your condition. So thank God for your good energy this morning. Good morning to you. Thank you. I promise you that prayer and uh, everyone's – I feel it because I'm revitalized. So, Kristen – Let's yes. talk a little bit about that. 
multiplying money. So obviously you've dedicated your life not to making money. That's powerful, but it's actually understanding the energy of money and educating on money and how not just you can multiply it, but others can multiply it. I love that. So how did you get to a point that you figured out what it is that you need to do in life to really multiply money? You know what? It was an interesting journey. Um, I didn't realize that this was a superpower of mine. And, um, you know, I've, I've never been the one in the room who made the most money. I have lots of friends who make an enormous amount of money. And that was, I made great money, but I never made as much as some of my friends did. And yet one day, um, I, I always intentionally put myself in this space of winners, people who literally scare me a little bit because they've won so big. And so um, a handful of years ago, I said to myself, there was a masterclass going on um, with a, a mentor of mine. And it really was just people who were killing it, making way more money than I had ever even, you know, I couldn't even write the numbers on paper that they were creating. And um, I said, you know, I just want to go be a fly on the wall in that room. I just want to just soak it up. I'm totally nervous. I feel like I have nothing to contribute if I get there. Like, I'm just going to be a fly on the wall. So I spent a small fortune to be in that room. And I literally had every intention of just sitting there and absorbing because that's what I do. I sit, I absorb, I listen, I take in what people say, and then I go execute on it. And so I got to this room scared to death and my mentor who I quietly behind the scenes had always been telling like, Hey, I bought this investment property. Hey, I did this thing. And I didn't really realize that he was listening because you know, he didn't always respond. I was just kind of rambling and I just ramble a lot to him about my thoughts and things like that. But he apparently had listened all these years and I get into this room and he pulls me on stage in front of all these people. Um, several of them had sold businesses for hundreds of thousands, or, I'm sorry, hundreds of millions of dollars. And all, everybody in the room made far over a million dollars like yearly. These were people that I was just a little bit intimidated by. And um, he pulled me up in the middle of this room and he said, tell them what you did last week. And I just kind of put my tail between my legs and thought, you're going to embarrass me telling me, telling these people that like I bought a $130,000 condo. These people don't care about that. These people would never buy something like that. And he said, you know, tell them what the return on it was. Tell them what you're getting, you know, tell them what your cash flow is. And, and so he did this and he rattled off like every investment that I've ever told him I've bought. And I didn't think that I was doing anything incredible because I was taking the small amount of money that I had and I was putting it into these investments. And sometimes as little, I remember one investment I paid $3,000 for. And he goes, Kristen, that's incredible. You're getting a better return than probably anybody in this room on their investments. And it was incredible to me because I walked out of that room and these people who had paid a fortune to be there to learn from him started calling me saying, can you teach me how to do what you did? And what I did is I multiplied money. I took a small amount of money and I increased it and made it work for me. And I multiplied it into large amounts of money. So I didn't realize that that was a superpower until he called me out on this stage. And literally I was scared to death. And then I saw the people around me making millions, selling um, selling businesses for hundreds of millions. And they're calling me to teach them how to take their money and multiply it. And I thought, oh my God, I think that might be my superpower. I love that so much. And it, there, it actually pulled up a couple things for me. So first and foremost, is this mentor still your mentor? Yeah, he is. He uh, 
he's kind of kicked me in the butt and said, go teach people what you do, Kristen, like what you do, you thought was normal. It's not normal. And, uh, so he's, he's become an incredible friend of mine. Um, and you know, it's funny because years ago it started out as a, um, person that was kind of a celebrity in my real estate space. I run a real estate team and this person was like killing it at the top of the charts, just building empires in the industry bigger than you could ever even wrap your head around and i told a girlfriend of mine i'm going to be in business with that guy someday and she laughed at me and she said that guy will never even know your name and so it's just been a fun journey because i have been on a mission since she made that comment to make sure that man knows my name and he's become an incredible friend and an amazing mentor oh i love that too so there's a couple things okay so first and foremost you realize that you had a superpower because you found a mentor who while seemingly not always paying attention was saw your greatness and while your greatness wasn't in your mind when compared to the greatness of others in the room as big the reality to you, the reality was regardless if it was a $130,000 condo or a $130 million business being sold what matters is ROI right and if you are having a higher return on your investment than these people who are moving bigger money then you're actually creating more money more wealth percentage wise i love that when you it, realized in, go ahead, go ahead. I, it was, it was super eye opening because all these years I didn't realize that I was winning in that space. I thought, cool, I'm doing good. I'm on a mission. I've got a plan. Like I know, I know I don't want to work forever and I know I want to win big enough to bless as many people as I can around me. And I just, I had no idea that I was, you know, getting better returns. I hadn't tracked my net worth. I didn't know where I was at with that and that I was winning. And I, it was just, it's really amazing when somebody else can see from the outside, your insides and can say, you might not see this, but you can bless all these people. And what was incredible about the whole situation is he was so far advanced. And this is what I saw later. He was so far advanced in the mission of, of building wealth and building empires that he would teach these classes and they would love the content, but they couldn't relate to take action because he was so far ahead of them. And so I became a, an, a, like a middle where they were like, but I can do what she's done. And so I almost feel like it was more actionable for the audience because they could see themselves getting to where I've gotten. Um, and so that I think is powerful because it created a powerful impact on others. Well, I love that because you, you made success something that was attainable. And, and the thing is this is God bless those people, right? The, the, the man who, the gentleman who's your mentor who are doing things that at first our brains can't even fathom us doing because they teach us that if he can do it, then I can do it too. But then thank God, I like to call you like a bridge right? The bridge from where I am to where I want to be, but sometimes I need to kind of get the steps in between so that I can be there. And you've become that, right? By showing that it's attainable. Now, back then it was a $130,000 condo. I bet you now you're moving probably in, in, in a little bit bigger uh, realm, which is dope. When was it the moment that, what moment was it, excuse me, that you realized that it wasn't just about you. It wasn't just about your your investments and the returns you were making. It wasn't just about generating the wealth for you and your family and generations to come. When did it click for you that this was about helping as many people? And it looks like you, you focus, not primarily, but you help a lot of women. And I love in your bio when you said, if you're a woman that's actively involved in her, her family's, you know, increasing her fi family's financial situation, DM me. <laughs> I love that. You're specifically saying, hey, women, 
And and listen, as a girl dad, as 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 a man that was raised by an incredibly powerful woman, my I was raised by both my parents. My mom is just one of the most incredible people you'll ever meet. My wife is a former Marine, just a total like my wife is like if if tell her she can't do something and she's going to show you how she's going to get it done quicker than you ever thought that you could. <laughs> she's one of those people. I surround myself with powerful women. And as a girl dad, we're raising a powerful girl to become a powerful woman. So I love that you specifically want to help women in this realm. But when was the moment that you realized that you were called to that and not just called to your family's success? You know, um, I grew up in a household where my mom is an amazing human and she has no self-confidence and she, um, she raised us kiddos and, you know, we, we struggled through some pretty rough stuff. And I look back and I'm like, you know, the majority of the reason that we were living in abusive situations, that there was drug abuse and just dangerous, um, scenarios around us was a lack of money. Um, she was she was needing the security of a relationship in order to provide a roof over our heads. And the last thing that she was ever willing to do was let us not have, you know, she was like, you will have a roof over your head. But I think sometimes that she didn't see how dangerous the situation was. And so as a kid, when I grew up, I thought, you know, I'm going to make sure that there's never somebody in a relationship that is their codependent on finances. That is, you know, I want to make sure that everybody knows how to create um, the wealth that will support their family and provide them security and allow them relationships that they want to be in, not that they have to be in. Um, because I sat there and I, I just watched children live through things that children shouldn't live through. Um, I watched my mom go through things that she should have never had to deal with. And at the end of the day, it was all generally because we just didn't have the money to get out of this out of the situation. And she couldn't see for herself a path that she was great enough to do that for us. And then on the flip side of that, I had a grandmother who I still have. She's 96. She's still flipping houses and doing the real estate thing. And I, I watched this woman build wealth that blessed not just our family, not just my aunts and my uncles, um, but families all around. Anybody who, who needed help, she was always there to enable to give to them, to provide for them, whether it was to give them work, whether it was to you know help them in housing, whatever it was. And so I looked at these two scenarios and I'm like, wow, one person can do a lot themselves if they believe that they can and they have the tools and the, and the plan. Um, and so that's kind of what drives my energy behind specifically helping women is my passion for children. I just don't believe that children should, I mean, adults have the ability to make their own decisions. Children are, are in an environment because they have to be. And I just, I'm a protector of kids. So that's where my mission comes from. Ooh, I love that. And how cool that your grandmother's 96 still flipping houses. Girl, you got she, some good genes. That uh, means you got a long time. You got a lot of wealth to build. I'm so telling you, she's, she's incredible. Yeah. Her 88th birthday, I think it was her 88th birthday. She said, Kristen, I, my bucket list is I want to hike the Grand Canyon. And I looked at her and I'm like, oh, no, I don't think I can hike the Grand Canyon. And lo and behold, we hiked that darn Grand Canyon with my 80, I think she was 88 um, year old grandmother. And she made it to the bottom. It was a mission. But 
she inspires me. I look at this woman and last week she told me, you know, I've been sending letters to people who are having trouble paying their mortgages. If I can help them to get their equity out of their house. And, and I'm thinking my, my 96 year old grandmother still sends letters out to people to see how she can help them. She's always been one who like would, um, help catch somebody up on a payment, give them an opportunity to like buy the house back from her once they got on their feet, things like that. And so it's just incredible to even watch her years later. I love that. Love that. Love that. So you were raised by a woman who used dependency on men and other people in order to have a roof over your head, who was mm-hmm. raised by a woman who creates wealth on her own. So you had two, this kind of dichotomy of the, the kind of concept of money and security, et cetera. So I got to know now, now that you've formed your own, now that you've created your own wealth, you've helped others create wealth, how do you define money? Mm, how do I define money? You know, I mean, money is is a, a paper, you know, a tangible paper with a, a stamped value on it. So I don't know that money value-wise, um, you can make money by trading uh, value essentially. Like you don't even need to have paper money to make paper money. I, I don't, I don't know if I'm explaining that right, but no, you, that makes sense. To me. I, so much of the wealth that I've built has been in trading my, the brains that I have and the, the, the talent that I have in exchange for things that like I have, um, uh, a project that we put millions of dollars into and I went out to friends and this has been really awesome as well. Went out to friends and said, Hey, here's a project bigger than I can finance at the moment. Do you want to play with me? And they saw the mission and they saw the numbers and they saw the return and they're like, yeah, we're all in. And I was able to go make millions for friends. Um, and these guys know how to make money, but it's really amazing, uh, when you get to blessed and, and really, when I was in that room with those people um, that that were selling businesses for hundreds of millions of dollars in these things, what dawned on me was these are leaders who have the ability to impact huge audiences. So if I can teach them to build wealth, then they can go teach their audiences to build wealth. And the uh, the the impact is exponential. And so really what I started doing instead of like focusing on one-on-one, how do I teach one person at a time is how do I lead leaders to go lead their people? Because then we have this exponential growth, um, this, this almost compound interest effect of what happens. Hey champions, guess what? The Breakfast with Champions podcast airs live every single day, 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. only on the Clubhouse app. So make sure to download Clubhouse and go check out Breakfast with Champions. You're not going to regret it. See you there. Oh, I love that. And also, you're really, I love the way you talk. I have to say, specifically the words you're using. Because even in that example, when you went to these friends with these opportunity, you said, hey, do you guys want to play with me? Because I don't have the, the, the investment or whatever the verbiage you said, but then you finished it with these two very important words, right now. You didn't put that stamp of permanency by saying, I don't have X, Y, Z. You said, I don't have X, Y, Z right now, which means you knew that one day you would, but the opportunity was today. And so instead of saying, oh, this is a missed opportunity, you decided to become resourceful right? And use, reach out to your friends and make sure that this opportunity actually came to fruition. How important has 
that shift in language been for you through this process of growing not just your wealth, but growing into a space where you're actually helping other people grow wealth as well? You know, that's a super good point because people often wait until they're ready. And the truth is the opportunity, if you're chasing the right opportunity, it's always bigger than what you what you can um, imagine in your mind or what you have the capacity to do. Like you should be chasing God-sized opportunities. You should not even know how you're going to make it happen. You should just be chasing big dreams. And so I've never chased a dream that I could do on my own. Um, I feel like that's way too small of thinking, but really as I, as I went after goals, I just relationships, like who do I know that I can help win? Who, how can we win together? And really, I, I mean, you, you just want to continue to chase things that are bigger than you. There's always going to be somebody who has some, something more than you have, who makes more than you make, who does more than you do. Like there, there is a, um, there is a progression that is natural. And as you move along the progression, there's always somebody ahead of you. So, uh, you know, I, I remember a day when I, I, I read Millionaire Real Estate Agent and I thought, oh my gosh, if I could make a million dollars. And the truth is, if you follow the plan, you make a million dollars. It's like, oh, that wasn't that hard. When that, when that happened, it wasn't that hard. Um, when you when you build a, you know, a multi-million dollar business, it's all about following those who've been before you and, and linking arms with people who you, who've been before you. And what I've found with my mentors is they're, they've already traveled that path and they're actually looking for people that they can pour into to not only, um, help them leave their legacy and teach people to do what they've done, but also they they just want to pour into others and help people grow in their own right. And so I have, you know, my mentors that I work alongside with, oftentimes when I'm finding these investments, I'm going back to my mentors who know me, love me, and trust me. They know me authentically. And I'm like, hey, you, you've been here and done this before. I haven't. You want to lead me. We'll go together. I'll do the work. I'll be the boots. I'll be the, the hands and the feet. And, and you guide me and we'll go. And they're like, cool, we can make some money doing this. And so I, I mean, oftentimes I go to people that are older than me, that are wiser than me. And I just say, here's this opportunity that I've come upon. They, they don't want to hunt for opportunities anymore. They're tired. They want other people to go hunt and they're willing to invest in it. And so there's never, never, never an opportunity. I've, I've never heard or seen of an opportunity where if the numbers make sense, the money won't show up. So don't allow the lack of dollars to be what stops you from starting. Oh, I love that. And what's cool is that there's a humility and a confidence in that because you're humble enough to know that it's okay to have a mentor, to go to someone that's wiser, maybe a little bit further along, quote unquote, than you are. But there's also a confidence because it takes confidence to reach out to those people and ask. And so how do you kind of, because to me, you're, you're really screaming both. Like if, as I'm hearing you talk, as we're getting to know you a little bit more, I'm like, wow, this woman is literally so humble and confident at the same time. And oft oftentimes we think that the two can't kind of coexist, but the reality is, is that they can. How did you find this confidence and how have you allowed success not to get to your head, but re remain in a space of humility? Time, you know, so, so trade secrets. Um, so two questions there. The humbleness, like I, I just, 
believe that we should all be humble. I mean, there is nothing that makes any of us better or greater. And I think at the at the point where we allow our egos to lead us is where we are on a on a road driving blind. I think that it's a dangerous place to be. So I always believe in staying humble. Um, I am a, a servant of God. God gave me these gifts. It's my job to give them away. And I didn't earn this. These are blessings. Like I worked hard for it, but um, these are blessings that by by following uh, the guidance of the path that I was given um, have been gifts given to me to give away. So I believe in staying humble. Nobody wants to be around an egotistical leader. Be careful. Um, and then on the side of confidence, I just ever, I remember being a kid. This is a silly story, but this is literally what I relate back to. There's this place in Sedona. Um, I'm, I'm an Arizona baby. So there's this place in Sedona, Arizona called Grasshopper Point, And there's this really high cliff. And I remember walking out to the edge of that cliff and those, that, that cliff jumping was something that we would do when we were in like junior high, we would go down there and, and all of our buddies would go out. And I always like to compete with the boys. I always was like, if the boys can do it, I'm going to do it. Like it was almost more fun to compete with the boys than the girls. But um, so I would, I would get up there on that cliff and I was so afraid I wanted to puke. I was so scared. I was like, how am I going to do this? And what I realized is if I sat at the edge of that cliff and I thought about it and I overthought about it and I thought about all the potential things that could go wrong, I would talk myself out of it and I would never do it. Or I would create this unimaginable anxiety that like really wasn't even real. I was watching other people jump. It was working for them, but I would create this absolute fear inside of myself and then I wouldn't take action. And so I remember the day that I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go up there and I'm going like, I'm not even going to, I'm not going to overthink it. I have analyzed the, you know, I I've seen it done a million times. People are not getting hurt. I've, you know, analyzed the risk. I'm going to jump. And it's similar with the investment side of things. But what I learned is if you overthink it, you won't ever take action. And so what I started to do is just, okay, I want this. We'll go, just do it. And, um, and oftentimes I would just picture myself jumping off that cliff quickly instead of sitting there overanalyzing it and being just frozen. Um, secondly, just my, my mission is like teach people to do it scared. Nothing I've ever done has come from not being afraid. As a matter of fact, if I'm not afraid, I'm not pushing myself. And so I continually try to put myself in a space where I'm one step ahead where I, of where I was yesterday. I'm, you know, on my mission towards the greatness that I know that I can become. And if I'm scared, that's okay, because I should be scared if I'm growing. I should be constantly pushing myself out of that comfort zone. And when I get to the edge of scared, it's like, Kristen, do it anyway. Nobody's going to die. Like I always say, nobody dies in real estate. If I make a bad investment, nobody dies because of my bad investment. You know, like everything has a risk and you just have to analyze risk versus reward. And you have to know what your comfort zone is and what your comfort level is. And you need to continually be pushing yourself outside of that comfort zone and don't overthink it. Analyze the risk, go do it scared. Like I, if I didn't do things scared, I would have nothing. Let's just be honest. I love that so much. In fact, it, I, I spoke about it earlier, Mel Robbins, she has her book, the five second rule and it's five, four, three, two, one, go just do it. And so I, I definitely a hundred percent align with that because once I figured that out, <laughs> so much of my success in life and in business has come from that exact com concept. And generally speaking, when I feel that fear or I feel that resistance, what I've realized is that resist that resistance is my power 
as long as I step through it. And so I want to go to Kristen as a child. Okay. So I want, we've talked, so you're killing it in life. I mean, I don't know if you haven't written a book, you, you should. I, I love the way, I love hearing you speak. I love the way you talk. I love your anecdotal evidence, the kind of, you know, going back to jumping into the, you know, the, the cliff diving and then bringing it all together into business. It's powerful. What were you like as a kid? You already mentioned that your mom was in a situation where unfortunately in order to um, survive financially, she relied on relationship, on men to put roof over her kids' heads. What did that do to you? And, and what type of kid were you growing up? Were you someone that was kind of rebelling against things or were you trying to be the best girl that you could so that your mom, you know, you know, what was it like? <laughs> I was a rowdy child. I used to run with Glenn Lundy. Like we were rowdy kids. <laughs> Um, but you know, I always was trying to be my best, but I definitely won't say I followed the rules in doing it. Um, I was a rowdy kid and, uh, I, you know, I hated school. I didn't want, which is funny because I became a teacher after hating school and trying to get out of that place as fast as I could. All I do now is love to teach. So that's God's sense of humor. Um, but you know, as a kid being in the situation that we were in, I, I went to, I believe, like 12 elementary schools, maybe not quite that many, but there was a lot. Um, and it taught me like I could either be reserved, sit back in the back of the room and just get by or I could go make friends and I could go create relationships. And so thankfully, I chose to go create relationships. And it has it has really served me. I have I tell my brother, I'm like, you and I have good people skills because we had to we had to be put out in these different situations and constantly go meet new people, go build new relationships, go add value to lives or else like we we wouldn't have survived being kids in that space. Um, so that was something that that hard situation was actually turned out to be an amazing blessing to me because I think that that's such a great skill to have as an adult. Um, as far as like being a kid, I always was the one that wanted to be different than everybody else. I remember making my own clothes and like doing whatever I could. It would make me so frustrated when somebody else did what I was doing um, because I wanted to be unique. And I remember like gluing rhinestones to my face and having like short, messy hair. And like my grandmother used to tell me, Kristen, like that, that's a, that's a compliment. They want to be like you. And I didn't realize that it was in a sense, kind of the beginning of leadership that I didn't realize that people following you was a blessing and not a curse. I hated it. I hated it. I wanted to be unique. Um, but also being in that situation, I realized too, I was always the adult. I was the one making the phone calls, negotiating things, like kind of being the adult because my mom was very scared. Um, and so I, I learned very early on, like to be independent and to go take care of it, get it done. Like it, it's your, it, if it's going to get done, you need to do it. And so I remember counselor, uh, when I was a kid telling me, you're not the adult. And I thought, well, dang it. Like if it's going to get done, I got to take care of this. And I just, I never, I probably didn't do as much of the kid stuff because I was always like working to, uh, forward the family and to provide, you know, whatever opportunity and to speak life into the people around me. So that's kind of who I was as a kid. I love that little trendsetter. Uh, and it's fun that uh, you wanted to be so unique and yet others wanted to do what you were doing. So that's, that shows influence as well. What's your relationship now with your mom? 
Oh, I love her. She is a, she's a huge support to me. Um, she actually just lives down the road through struggles over life. Um, she lost her house to foreclosure at one point. And because I had constantly hustled and worked and done everything I could to make the dollars and invest them and multiply them, I was in a blessed situation that when she lost her home, I was able to provide her one. Um, I provided her housing for several years and she helped me. Um, I, I have become... What So what I didn't share with you is on the flip side, my grandmother had plenty of money and she handed it out kind of with no accountability to it. And I saw the negatives that that could do. And I saw horrible things happen from the flip side of having money and handing it out that way, which is another reason I'm passionate about teaching people how to manage money. But so my mom, when she was living in our homes and things, we, I, I believe in in giving people the tools, but also making them contribute. Because as, as you um, take away, if you give something to people, you actually disable them. You empower them by allowing them to contribute. And so um, she contributed over the years as we helped her with housing. And now she just recently bought a house and is living down the street. She comes and brings the puppy over. She uh, actually works for our company. And, you know, she's, she's an amazing human. She taught me lessons that weren't about wealth, that were just about life and about people that um, could have come from nobody else. So she's amazing. I love that. I love hearing that so much. And I love that. Um, it's funny because we never know who our students are going to be. And sometimes the student that's put before us is the, the people who actually maybe were taught to guide us or, or we were, they were meant to guide us. But that wasn't the case in your story. And I love that you created one of the greatest things that you can do for your mother is you provided her a roof over her head, which is the same as providing her security. What a beautiful gift to give to the person who gave you life. You are blowing my mind here. And I want to ask you all the questions under the sun and get to know you even more. But it's time for you to sit back and get saturated in love. Y'all know how this part goes. First and foremost, we learn a little bit more about our champion, and then we cover that champion with love, filling up their cup, letting them know. So Kristen, the rules are this, you're not allowed to unmute to thank anyone. All you can do is flash your mic. At the end, you'll get an opportunity to give a blanket thank you, but you must be focused. I want you to sit down. One of the, Some people write down what they hear from others, but the goal is for you to hear all the people that you've blessed in your time here. So guys, if you're here on stage and Kristen, something she said today, something she said in the past, something that she's done, et cetera, has resonated with you, this is your chance to come off mute, tell her so, and share love freely. So start flashing your mics at me, y'all. I see you, Miss Joy. Go ahead. I see you, Megan. Go ahead, Julie. Go ahead, Megan. Yo. So one of the things that I love the most about Kristen is the fact that we survived 75 hard together. Oh, the days where we would just message each other being like, I don't know if I'm going to make it, but I know that you're counting on me. And I know that she was counting on me and I was counting on her. And it was such a beautiful shared win. And I think anytime you have a woman of your word, someone who says they're going to show up and they actually do outside of business and family and life that I feel like 75 hard, like made us so much better together. And I don't think I could have gotten to the very end without your girlfriend. So love you much. And what a beautiful soul human you are. And I am so grateful that our paths have connected. So keep shining. 
Yes, I love that. Miss Megan DiMartino. Well, first, Alexandra, I just want to say I love you, praying for you, and what a champion you are to be doing the segment today, you know, not feeling well. So I just, just send love. Kristen Kingsbury. Wow. I listen to you every week or as often as I can. As a mother of two daughters, um, kind of the story is a little flipped, but, um, you know, your love and um, just a generosity of spirit is just beyond uh, that instead of, and your voice and your spirit glimmers with forgiveness, understanding, patience, uh, but also clarity of um, helping others, uh, you know, benefit and grow. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Not chiding them or admonishing them or beating them up. It's just from love and encouragement. And when uh, Alexander asked you, how's your relationship now? And your response was, whew. And um, I just cannot tell you how much I admire you, love you, and just cannot wait to get to know you better. Be blessed. Thank you so much, Kristen. Oh, so beautiful, guys. I've opened up hand raising, so feel free. Uh, moderators, if you can, help me pull people up on this stage. And if you want to share some love with Kristen, go ahead and start flashing your mics. I'm looking through. I hear flashes, but I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going a little bit slow going through this. Shirley Ann, go ahead, friend. Hey, Christian. Good morning to you. This is the first time I really, really listen, being very honest with you. I'm in your field uh, as far as real estate, and I'm going to DM you. I love, as Megan said, your transparency in your clarity, in your balance. And what you did for me is really set me on fire to say that I need to get that kind of clarity. And I am definitely going to reach out to you so that I can ask to get some nuggets from you so that I can go and also change lives and make a big difference such as you're doing. And I salute and I celebrate you as you are allowing God to move your path forward to be a blessing to others. Thank you, Alexander, for allowing me to share. Thank you. I love that so much. Absolutely beautiful. All right. I've pulled a few people here up on stage. I see you, the Honorable Lorenzo. Go ahead, brother. I see you, Patrice. We'll go. Actually, Lorenzo, I'm going to let Miss Patrice go first, ladies first, okay. and then we'll go to you. Okay. Go ahead, Patrice. Hi. Thank you for the opportunity, Christian. Uh, first time I've heard you speak, and I've been off uh, Clubhouse for a minute. I uh, had a moment of overwhelm. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> and to hear you talk about your journey, there's nuggets of your journey that I can relate to, but how you took that and just sprung forward, I must say. You used every opportunity along your along the way to to accept and do more with it. And there were times when I didn't do that because I didn't know how 
or I didn't have it within me, but you did. And your, your, again, your clarity, your stories, the connection, the spirit that runs through your, your talking and, and through seemingly your heart. I don't know you, but I feel it is tremendous. I have been blessed by hearing your story, hearing you speak today. I'd love to know more about you to get to know you better. And uh, thank you so much for being here, being who you are and much love to you on your journey. This is Patrice. Yes, I love that so much. All right, Lorenzo, let's go. All right. Hey, hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Oh, man. Listening to you speak, Kristen, I just, you know, I had to come on stage. Um, you said two things that 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 I hope everyone, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to point out these two things, and I hope everyone takes from these two things. Um, number one, she said nothing came unless there was fear. She did everything out of fear. You know, everything, she faced her fears. She embraced her fears. She said she went to that mountain many times in Sedona. She said, everybody jumping. And she's like, okay, I'm just going to do it. Um, nobody's getting hurt. And she even said in real estate, if I make a bad deal, no one gets hurt. So face your fears. Um, I've recently been hearing people say, you know, fear is something that is not of God. So understand that the fear is just something that's trying to keep you from progressing in life, you know, and I deal with that a lot. Um, as far as, you know, it's not even a fear of if I'm going to hurt somebody or anything like that. It's just a fear of, am I worth, I, it, I think mine is more of a, am I worth it sometimes, you know? Um, and I think that comes with fear and doubt and all of those things. But, um, Facing your fears is definitely uh, one thing that I took from Kristen this morning. And the second thing that I took away from Kristen was to dream big, dream so big that you don't even think you're going to accomplish this goal in your lifetime. And that's what I'm starting to do now or I've been doing. And I'm looking at my goals and it's like, man, is this even possible? So Think the impossible, like dream so big that, you know, you tell your dream, you can't even tell it to people who think small. You can instantly tell like, yeah, they thinking small. You have to dream so big. So that was one thing I'm glad that she said, like I took, I took that as well. So I appreciate you for sharing everything that you shared. Big salute to your grandma who's, you know, she's just like. She's dynamite. She's fire. You know, I, I, I just wanted to say that. Thanks. I agree, Lorenzo, 100%. I can say this for sure, Kristen, you have motivated me today. And um, no, I take that back because motivation is an emotion. You have inspired me today by your words. Like I, I was excited to interview you because you grew up with Glenn. I thought this would be fun. I did not know how, how dynamic. I mean, you are powerful, 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 powerful woman. And the world needs to hear more of you. I'm just gonna say that right here, right now. Um, Mark, I see that you are flashing your mic. Michael Ferrer, I, I pulled you up. Um, so we're gonna go to Mark and then we'll go to Michael. Mark, go ahead. Hey, this is Mark down here in the black with the Fearless Mindset Podcast. Christian, uh, one thing that came to my mind is a millionaire once told me, uh, if, you fear, if you feed your, uh, Fear monster that will keep on growing. If you, if you feed your faith monster, that faith monster will keep on growing. And I've, I've lived and breathed that since my time in the Marine Corps till now. 
is I've learned how to feed my faith monster over my the uh, the fear monster. So anyway, thanks for sharing, Christian. Thank you for that, brother, and thank you so much for your service. All right, Michael, go ahead. Indeed, indeed. Thank you so much for, for letting me get a moment to, to hop on and Christian in much love, respect, and thank you for those those words. And and I was I was looking and, and listening to to your session and just knowing how we can all you know see ourselves in some capacity in some way. I do believe that we all have some type of relation to one another. Uh, growing up myself, I was I was around what was called the cool kids uh, in, in school, but I, but but I was always like the last leg, right? I, I was like the, the the shy guy in the background and let the cool kids quote unquote. You know, high school doesn't matter once you become an adult. Um, it, I was the guy in the background. And then I had to, you know, finally realize when I got to college, I was on my own. I wasn't with my friends. I was literally like, man, I just got to own every aspect. And I truly believe, like, that's for, for everyone, including what you said on your session today, Christian, is that we just got to own who we are, right? We don't have to emulate or imitate other people. We can use things and characteristics of other people, but we just have to be us. I already said before that I live with every day. No one can ever beat you on being you. Because that's it, right? We don't have to compete. We're, you know, what Earl Nightingale said, we just have to create. And the moment we're creating and being the person and creating the life that we desire, that's when we can truly be who we are called to be. And that's really what I got from your session today, Christian, is that, you know, I saw myself in, in being the guy in the back. And today, not in a boastful way, but all of those friends, you know, they come to me for the advice. They come to me for the financial wisdom. They come to me for the, the style, the creativity, and the weakness, the entrepreneurship. And, and I was the one that was in the background and playing the kind of last fiddle. And once we own the aspect of that we are our person, we, it's okay to be shy. It's okay to be you. And once we own that and embrace the fact that no one could ever beat you on being you, that's when we really have the opportunity to win. So that's truly what I got from the session today. Thank you for letting me speak. Um, and, I, and I'll yield the floor. This is Michael Ferreira. And you guys can see me on Clubhouse and any, anywhere else. But I just want to be respectful to the room and, and much love and peace. And thank you again. Thank you, brother. And Kristen, I have a, I have a, um, I have a book title. No Ready? Ready? Poor Go for mom, it. rich grandma, wealthy me. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm love thinking it. of things, but we're getting a book somehow. We're going to come up with a book because there's a difference between rich and wealthy. And I think that you've understood the difference and you've made that happen for you and many. And I love that. All right, guys. So we are now. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I think we got a little situation here. Um, guys, we are here pouring into Kristen Kingsbury. One of our champions here, filling her up with love because of all that she just shared with us and all the times that she shares on this room, filling up her cup and making sure that she has excess so she can keep pouring into us. So if you want to pour into our sister, go ahead and flash your mics. And I see Michael D. Butler. You just came up on stage. Go ahead, brother. And then Dave Leo Baker, I'll be coming to you next. Go ahead, Michael. Dave Leo, can you guys hear me? <laughs> hey, Alex, David Spizak is fine. Okay, go ahead, David Spizak. Sorry, I, I can't see all the flash mics. Go ahead. Hey, this How is are you, Alexander? I'm sorry, can you hear me okay? <laughs> who, who, who's speaking right now? Sorry. 
This was Gabriel Baker, but Alexander was going to talk, so um, should I yield? Dave, why don't you go ahead, and then I'll let Dave Spizak go after you. Go ahead, Dave. Okay, David Spizak, I'll let you go, brother. <laughs> How are you, man? How are you? Good morning. Good morning, Alexander. Good morning, Breakfast of Champions. And good morning, Kristen. How are you, Kristen? Good morning, David. How are you? Good. Uh, I'm going to say something. At the, at, and, I, you know, I'm typically not shy about saying things, even if it may sound uh, weird. Uh, but here's the thing. Here, what I love about you... Um, is how you're like a, um, you know, like most superheroes uh, insist on wearing tights, right? And they, they're kind of flashy and they have capes on and you can't miss them. If you think of any superhero out there, Spider-Man or Superman, Batman, I mean, you're not going to miss these people walking into a party. And, and you know, they're very obvious, very overt in terms of what they're doing and why they're there. And what I really appreciate about you is, is that you're understated, um, you're quiet in your delivery, you're very consistent, you're very deliberate. I mean, people from the outside might say, okay, well, Kristen is like not exactly like a Tony Robbins, right? Everybody's got their own style. Uh, Danelle Delgado is amazing. She can speak. She can get people riled up. But what's really cool is I don't want you to ever not equate that understatement. And I'm saying this to you, Chris, and I'm saying it to everybody out there. Um, you are proof positive that uh, your message is what speaks the loudest, right? It's not the delivery style. It's not the, it's the substance, not the style. And you have this kind of always this quiet dignity, um, this humility, uh, this understated way of putting things out there that are actually really, really powerful. The things that you share, here's what's really, I think, important for anybody to take away. 100% of, of what comes out of Kristen's mouth is a proven blueprint that literally... 100% of people can do. And it's, it's so surefire that all of us who have kids, I teach my kids what, what uh, Kristen's grandmother taught her because it's something that anybody can do. And the way that you do what you do, I think the reason why you're getting love uh, from the audience and other people is that because you give people not hope. Hope is cool. Dreams are cool. Wishes are cool. But that's not where reality comes from. Uh, reality comes from self-efficacy, from the belief in ourselves to make it happen. And you, my friend, I believe, give people the belief that they can make anything happen. And that's a pretty cool little gift. So I just wanted to thank you for what you do for everybody. That's wow. That was powerful. <laughs> David Spizak, powerful. Thank you so much for your share. Um, go ahead and start flashing your mics at me, people, whoever. Go ahead, David, Dave, Leo. Go ahead, brother. Hey, thank you, guys. Um, boy, what a storyteller, Kristen. So I actually am coming at this. First of all, I'm the I'm the I'm the dad of a 26 year old daughter. So I do love this. 
Uh, I come this at this as the accompanist of Clubhouse. Your voices, your stories are songs out here. Every one of you plays your voice on this app. And you did such a wonderful job describing for young women everywhere what they can do. Um, my role happens to be that in most rooms that I'm in, I'm actually sitting underneath bringing soft music to enhance the vibe. But in the same way that the pianist on stage accompanies you when you sing, what is the real difference between, uh, between uh, story and song anyway? Everybody here is right. You should publish a book. I, I'm, I'm looking forward. I mean, now I'm going to have to exercise patience, which is a virtue, because I'm looking forward to getting it from Amazon. So you have a tremendous opportunity to reinvent your dealership today, right now, and to not take advantage of it would mean that everything that you just went through and are going through was in vain. How about instead we build something new like Kevin did in Virginia who was up 37% in April or Mike in Wyoming who was up 90% in April or Bob in Kentucky who broke a 60 year record this past January. All of these dealers joined the 800% club and together we continue to win. Listen, I've done this before. I've helped build a monster dealership from the inside out and now I want to build one with you. You and your team deserve it. So look, the time is now. It's time for you to protect your legacy. Head on over to 800EliteAutomotiveClub.com to learn more. So this is Dave Leo Baker. I do want to apologize for earlier the bump. I'm totally blind. So uh, sometimes the buttons, I push the wrong one by mistake. But I'm Dave Leo Baker. And if you need music underneath your, your clubhouse room to sort of set the soft tone of a vibe, um, I'm very happy to bring it. Um, but thank you so much. Thank you so much, Kristen. Thank you so much, moderators of this room. Moderators do such a wonderful job in this app. Thank you for your stories. Thank you. This is Dave Leo Baker. Thank you, Mr. Baker. Appreciate you, brother. Um, if you, oh, I see you, King. I see you, King Jordan. Go ahead, brother. Hey, guys, I just want to chive in here. First of all, thank David for what he just said concerning belief. You know, all things are possible to them that believe. And Chris, who named you? Who was it that named you? Which parent? My mother. Your mother. That was the best thing that she could have did. If you look at your first name, it's Christ, the anointed. That's the first part of your name. And in, you're all in with your belief. And that's what has catapulted you into your destiny. I'm dropping the mic. Thank you, King. I love that. And you know what's funny is I, I noticed that also. And I thought to myself, wow, Christ is in her and she is in Christ. I mean, I don't know if that makes sense, but it, it, like it, you, you resonate his light without ever having to say that you do God's work. We know it because you, you, you literally shine so brightly. Just uh, it's just powerful. So, guys, if you are here and you're on this stage and you would like to pour into our sister Kristen, go ahead and flash your mic at me. I see Mark. Are you flashing again? Go ahead if you want to say something again. Well, you just made me your biggest fan of this room. Uh, I'll make an announcement. I'll make come public out of this. I'm the I'm a preacher's kid. My dad was a Baptist pastor. Not too many people know that. They keep that kind of quiet. But I love how bold you guys are in this room. And I just noticed uh, uh, Christian's name as well. And uh, it's, it's great to be among the believers. So this is Mark in the Black. And the reason why I, I titled my podcast The Fearless Mindset because my dad was fearless to his last breath until the Lord took him to heaven. Awesome. Thank you so much, brother, for sharing. 
All right, guys, what we're doing right now is we are loving on our sister, Kristen. Kristen, who is one of the champions here, who on a weekly basis pour is, pours into all of us, and we are pouring into her so that her cup overflows. So we're going to take a couple more because we are rounding up the end of this hour. I see you, Miss Vernita, Clubhouse's favorite hot sauce. I love it. Thank you, Alexander. Yes, Vernita Adele tapping in. And Kristen, 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 uh, week after week, I will just uh, quickly say, uh, you give me inspiration and encouragement. And I know that it's not just me. As many people have said, you give encouragement and inspiration to so many people inside and outside of this room. Thank you just for being you and bringing your wealth of knowledge and your experience that has you know, been built over time. I think, I think for myself, it's it, it's very easy to get into this place of not pressing forward with wealth building activity because it feels like it's something that I should know. I should have already known it. But you make it very clear that it's something that we can learn and start at any point in life to move into our wealth building journey, whether that's from uh, a real estate perspective, investment, inside, you know, there's there's lots of avenues to it. But when we land on the one that works for us, it's just a starting point to continue to grow. Uh, so th that's what I wanted to add. I always appreciate you every week. And uh, Vernita done speaking. Yes, Miss Vernita. Love it, love it, love it. All right, Jeff, go ahead, brother. Pour into our sister, Kristen. What do you love yeah. about her? I, I love her willingness to give. I remember when I was talking about 1031 in my own property, she just gave, she reached out to me. and was like, hey, I'll help you out right away. And um, listen with us all in this breakfast of champions so many champions around it is it is normal to feel like man we're not doing enough i know glenn lundy wakes up at 310 or whatever and i was like or 320 and i was like i'm gonna wake up at 310 right it elevates us too and i didn't today i didn't feel well uh you know and i slept in and um i never do that right so didn't didn't rise but it's a lot of times what it is is when you're when you have such a heart of giving a heart like how you have where you just um, people see that they want to align with you and they want to do stuff with you. I know you've been traveling. I know I owe you a phone call. I've tried to reach out to you a few times. So today I'm around a little bit. So if you want to give me a call today, we'll, we'll chat. Love that, brother. What's up, Alpha? Go ahead. Pour into our sister. So, Kristen, what I have observed is that there are times when you don't feel well. There are times when things are going on. And you never really leave us hanging. You always make sure that even in the midst of a crisis, you look out for the team and at any given time that you can step in and support somebody that you show up. Even today, you said you were not like feeling at your best. You still showed up. You showed up for Alexander today. And that's a great quality to have any person that you know that you can count on them. So that's why I wanted to add to this conversation. I love that so, so much. And guys, just so you know, if you didn't have the opportunity to actually unmic or rather unmute and share with Kristen, that doesn't mean that you can't. Make sure that you are sliding into her DMs, click on her face, get into Instagram and slide into those DMs, letting her know what it is that she has done or said that's resonated with you. Let her know what it is that you love about her and just pour into her as she so freely pours into all of us. Dr. Rowe, are you here with me? I am my friend. Go ahead, friend. Miss beautiful Kristen, you are a light beyond shining bright on every person. 
I am so thankful to have crossed paths with you, not only because of the sister in Christ you are, but you have given me so much wisdom, mentally, emotionally, financially, you've walked through a path of journey with, uh, or grief journey with me, uh, listen to me uh, when I'm down and when I'm up and you just, you know, even got Raj smiling when you tell me things about, hey, sell that house and take the equity. <laughs> so I just want to say thank you so much for being the amazing woman you are inside and out. I can see why you are a childhood best friend of Glenn's. You're an amazing person and I honor you. I cherish you. I adore you. And I thank you for being my friend. I love that so much. Kristen, after sitting here for the last 30 minutes and being poured into, this is your only opportunity. You actually got a couple questions. So you got to speak a little bit more than I like, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, go ahead and say whatever it is that you'd like to share uh, with the audience. And then lastly, if you can just let the audience know how they can get more of you. If they wanna learn more about what you do, if they wanna learn from you, what is it that they have to do? Awesome. Oh, you guys just, my heart is warm and full and I am just so thankful for each and every one of you. It was funny as I was listening to you because I had prayed about this segment and just prayed that God would use whatever was in my story that would lift somebody up and just touch them. And I wrote two things on the board. I wrote, be living proof of a loving God, because that's always the one thing that I wake up every day and try to do. And the second thing was help them believe that they too can do this, because I find that most people think, well, well, they can, but I can't. And the truth is, like, like I'm telling you, there has been homes and investments and returns that I have gotten um, through actually putting zero dollars in. So it's really about going out and putting in the work. I do have a book on the way, which makes me laugh because I haven't told any of you that, but um, I, I just started realizing like this is a, a self-doubt issue. It's not that there are not means for people to build wealth. It's that they have a self-doubt issue and they need to um, tap into their greatness and their talents and realize that it's so much more simple than they believe that it is. So it's in a draft mode. I've got, um, I'm, I'm, I'm working and trying to uh, have Sharon Lecter mentor me through like, what do I do next? Because <laughs> I don't know the book side of things, but. Hey champions, guess what? The Breakfast with Champions podcast airs live every single day, 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. only on the Clubhouse app. So make sure to download Clubhouse and go check out Breakfast with Champions. You're not going to regret it. See you there. Um, something that I want to leave you all with is one of the greatest, actually many of the greatest opportunities for return that I came across were during other people's winter, right? Because I was prepared for winter. And I say that because there's an opportunity in an up market and in a down market. And the truth is that markets always shift. And right now, you know, the market, the real estate market specifically looks like it's on fire. There's all these, you know, everybody's uh, selling at the top of the market. But the truth is, is like, you always have to be prepared for winter. And when you're prepared for winter, you can execute on opportunities that can give you enormous returns. And so as everybody's out there spending money, spending money, I challenge you, make sure that you're also putting money away, not only for your emergency situations that may arise um, for the unknown, just to be safe and secure, but also 
so that you can capitalize on opportunity when it comes up because it will. And I was talking to my grandmother yesterday and I will finish with this and leave you guys to an amazing day. Um, I was talking to her last night and I said, you know what has been the biggest blessing over the years is having no debt, having no mortgage, having no car payments, having none of those things. I get to choose who I do business with. I don't have to any longer deal with people who under uh, who uh, don't value me who who you know suck my energy i because there is a freedom to financial stability you then get to build the life that you love and do business with the people that you love to have you know to be around and so think of that as you're looking at your debt and as you're looking at you know potentially spending money in the future remember there's an amazing freedom behind having none of those things and and you know what i do have mortgage debt that pays for itself um so i won't say that i don't use or leverage debt but personal debt there is a huge freedom to knowing you know what if they close down jobs again it's okay you know, if if somebody needs something, I have the money to bless them. Like it's just there's a huge freedom. And I encourage you, encourage you, encourage you wherever you are today. Take a look at your scenario and say, how am I going to get one step closer? And every day, make yourself one percent better. Make yourself one step closer. And remember that there is an incredible freedom to not being a slave to debt. So I just I leave you with that. Be prepared for winter because there's amazing opportunities coming. Winter is coming. I love that so much, Kristen. You've like more than blown away. My, you've blown me away today. And guys, this was, first and foremost, thank you so much. In, in my sickness this past week, I didn't, you know, I last minute started reaching out for my interview and you showed up for me. And I will not ever forget that, number one. So Kristen, thank you so much for that. And then on top of that, to come in hot and pour so much into all of us. So much love and appreciation for you. You're an incredible human being. Guys, if what she said today resonated with you, give her a follow, slide into her DMs, follow her across platforms, get to know this woman. If there's something inkling in your heart when she said, I help women do this, and you want that, go get it, because she's ready. And I'll tell you that, there's few people that I would say are as excellent of a mentor because she's willing to be mentored. And I love that so much. Guys, this is the end of our show today here on Breakfast of Champions. You guys already know what to do. If you haven't already, you see the greenhouse at the very top. Give that club a follow. That's how you're going to get access to rooms just like these curated seven days a week. You heard me, seven days a week. <coughs> Excuse me. We're here Monday through Friday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard. On Saturdays at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard. And on Sundays for Club 111 at 111 p.m. Eastern Standard for church, y'all. So there's something that you can come and get fed. Whether you're looking to extend yourself further in business or you're looking to get yourself right with God or you just want to surround yourself with people that are doing their best to live in his glory, you've come to the right place and don't stop coming. Thank you so much for joining us today and we'll see you tomorrow at 5 a.m. sharp. Have a wonderful day, y'all. Thank you, Alex. Thanks, Feel Alex. better. See you all later. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Make it strong. Thank you. I'll see you in November, everybody. Thank you, Christine. Yeah.
Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.